So we're going to talk about craft in this uh, video. We're going to talk about Zeta craft, though, uh, not just random extraterrestrial crafts. We always get asked about craft. What do they look like? Are they conscious? Yeah, and people always say, uh, what do extraterrestrial craft look like? Or what? Yeah, everybody lumps them all into a one big category. So um, we have had experience with craft in in different ways actually the experiences we were going to talk about and the information that we have is about the zeta craft so um you've seen you've seen multiple different craft haven't yeah. you? Do, you do you want to talk about some of them um i've seen a cigar craft up close they call um, those tic tacs now they're called tic tacs mm. interestingly um they're actually not very big, and they are they are cylindrical. That's the thing. That would have been at least forty years ago, so mm. if not more. Before the yeah. word tic tac was even around. There were no tic tacs. Yeah, it, well, it was cigar shaped. Yeah. That's the term that they we were used called to cigars think. in the past. <laughs> it's a funny old word, anyway, isn't it? But forty years ago, so that's um. That's pretty much before all this stuff was oh, mainstream. Wasn't you'd it? never hear about this. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know which one you're talking about. You, you saw that with three, three of your friends. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. And the Zetas showed themselves through the side of the uh, Tic Tac as well. What colour was it? Um, it looked it sort of looked white, but I, I think um, it may have had. It's sometimes hard to remember what what a craft looks like. You think it's silver and then you go, well, maybe it was white. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's obviously within that range of, of white and, and silver. So. And you describe having seen the side go clear. Yeah. So, so nothing opened. It just went clear. Have you ever seen that glass when they apply the electrical current to it, the glass goes white? No. Yeah. Uh, people who would have seen that. Okay. Uh, and then I think when you take the current away, the glass goes back to normal. I'm pretty sure they must have had some sort of technology that was able to perform that function. Because you didn't see anything opening no, or closing. No, not at all. But I mean, you saw the beings standing in. Well, again, they were standing there for a few minutes, yeah. you know, three to five minutes. I mean, this wasn't just one of those uh, snare you see, snare you don't. That They were standing there watching us moving. Um, mm. not actually breaking gaze with us either. It was a pretty interesting experience. Mm. And the drone? The drone was different. That was, um, well, was only a few years ago, wasn't it? Three years ago? The one above. Two or three yeah. years ago. That was over the back garden. That was <laughs> uh, a rudimentary craft that uh, had um, some minor controls inside it. Mm. Um, that could be moved backwards, forwards, up and down. And we managed to get a photo. Of that and we got a photo yeah, of that, that. At night. It's, you know, when you take a photo at night, and everyone always says, oh, you know, to take footage, to take photos. You take a photo and then you're mm. disappointed in, in the result because, um, you know, these, these craft have field around them and these fields That's what's caused manage that's, to that distort. That causes fuzziness. Yeah, yeah, they managed to distort. Mm. Also, you've got to wonder, I mean, if you had a camera that was able to, you know, film at night, I mean, how much time do you have to set these processes up? Mm. Generally, um, you just 
grabbing your, your iPhone or whatever you've got yeah. and taking the best photo you can at the time. Unless you've got, like, cameras aimed at the sky all night long recording. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. That's true. That's quite interesting. But that one, that the one over the back garden was quite, uh, well, we had, it had to go after three days, didn't it? Yeah, because it was causing too it, many problems. The dogs were, like, constantly barking and howling mm. and, we had um, so many birds just flew into the doors and the windows, yeah. like everything. It was sort of like the animals became all disorientated. Yeah, well, I, I had a cat once that um, used to try to sit on the wall, which was very disorientating for the cat. Um, why, why is that? Why did the cat they, they seem to lose their sense of what, what reality is. It's, it's a very strange I have heard of people that have actually um, had to uh, remove their animals from their house because of extraterrestrial contact. What's that one you've written down? A pod. Oh, the pod. That's have you right. ever seen the movie Arrival? It's and actually one of our I think towards films. the end, um, the scientist goes up in a pod into um, a much larger craft. Um, I've seen one of those. And how long ago was that? Many, many, many years ago. Mm. I also think that um, sometimes when people are taken on board craft, that they are telepathically uh, receiving a signal to walk out to the craft mm. and to step into the pods. Another thing is that those pod technologies are also used on planet and are used to move um, beings mm. from one place to another. What colour was, what was the fabric of the pod like? Was it like the Tic Tac? No, it was white and uh, inside it's organic. Mm. Um, I met a person once who was telling me that they had walked on board a craft. Mm. When they walked up to the craft, there was no doorway or opening mm -hmm. and that um, a slit appeared on the side of the craft and then opened and it was as if it was um, a biological entity. Yeah. And um, I've seen that myself, but it was good to hear it from somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah, well, maybe we'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah, um, a large craft. What's, what's that one all about? Uh, the larger crafts that I've seen um, up close generally can carry about 20 beings or less. And so this would be, you're thinking of what the craft landing in um, yeah, Malaysia, yeah. Malaysia for that. Yeah, yeah. But there, there were other times when craft landed and um, I walked onto the craft mm. and was able to walk around the craft. And you could see that there was capacity for up to, up to Probably twenty beings mm. to be on craft, and that and these are circular. Yeah, they're craft. they're disc, like they're, the, they're like the kind of classic disc. UFO type. Yeah. You know, you'd see, mm. and so all of these craft you've seen, you've yeah. you've seen them with your physical eyes. This yeah. isn't in meditation or no. an altered state. Well, maybe you're in a very light altered state in order to be able to have seen them. Maybe in some way, I'm not sure. I, th I think sometimes I was in a very tired state because <laughs> yeah. they seemed to come at 3 o'clock in the morning for some reason, as a lot of people would know. But 
all of those sightings you had, and the experiences that weren't sightings, um, you had people with you. Yeah, yeah. On every every single occasion. Even even mm. to the point that when the extraterrestrials have uh, walked around the house that I've been in, mm. and I've had other people with me. Yeah. I may have actually been asleep, and the extraterrestrials woke people up. Yeah. To get them to come and wake me up. Yeah. And the people would come and say, Paul, there's extraterrestrials here. Yeah. I know that just sounds crazy. That's the way it is. Um, and, but the people that were there that that happened to, will, if they see this video, they'll be acknowledging it, that, that mm. it happened. And mm. it wasn't, it didn't just happen only once. So why, what, this is the thing, why the Zetas went out of their way mm. to make themselves known to, to other people probably is becoming um, more realistic now because as you get older, you start to wonder about why these things have been happening and you hear about lots of other people's contact. And I think it's good to always have as many people as you can with you mm. in a contact situation. Yeah, well, it's, it's good evidence for yourself, yeah. isn't it, that you didn't yeah. make it up or, you know, that your mind has constructed some crazy Well, event. you can. I mean, you can. Mm. there's all the possibility in the world. If you're by yourself. Yeah, that's what I mean. Or even if you're with other people, I mean, it's still possible to have a mass sighting. But once they leave physical um, Mm. proof on the ground, such as compressed ground. And that's that's what we had at Wallachia. Yeah. Yeah. Circular compression and um, the vegetation, uh, the growth of the vegetation is still affected now, like 10 years later. But that's sort of, I think that's probably a a documented fact with a lot of different Mm craft landing sites, especially yeah. crop circles as well. Yeah. And the, the drone that was that was over the yard, over the garden, yeah. we had um, two people come round uh, in that three-day time frame when it was there. Yeah. And we knew that there was some sort of energy like tether. tether. Yeah. yeah, like coming from the craft to the ground. And um, when you first stumbled into it, you nearly fell into the pool because it took you off balance and so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we um we asked our friends if they you know one at a time if they could we didn't tell them what was going on you know could they go around Paul and just have a you know feel around for energy or whatever and on both occasions they both encountered this energy beam in whatever way interesting that everyone it's lost their fun. balance and yeah then when uh, the craft was moved uh, the tether went with it, yeah. And if you could stand on solid ground, but inside the tether, it was spongy. The ground was very spongy. I mean, yeah. not just like a little bit, but yeah. it was really yeah. spongy to the point you felt like you were wobbling around, like you stood on a bouncy castle or something. Isn't, you isn't there a name for that uh, when ground, you know, like under normal circumstances, starts to move? An earthquake. An earthquake. Yeah, <laughs> I don't no, know. No, I've got no idea. Probably not. Yeah. So. Um, I've remote viewed a craft that yeah. was quite large. There's been occasions, if you're in the, the right altered state with mm. the right training, that you can remote view. This craft was massive and was powering up at the sun. Mm. Um, it was good to see that some people had occasionally seen some sort of distortions or images and taken pictures of them. Mm. Uh, they look like big um, sunspots, but... Uh, yeah, there are very, very large craft out there, you know, city size, maybe quarter planet size mm. craft as well, and civilizations. I was going to say, the, be- the, the beings are actually living on there. Yeah, living, living yeah. on the craft. Yeah. Yeah. True well. star fairies. Right. 
Um, and we've just touched on that very, and the next question very briefly. The next question we always get asked are, are these craft um, biological? Do mm. they have consciousness? Do they have awareness? Um, yeah. I would, I mean, you know, who knows really? I mean, in the end, how much consciousness each of these craft have. Um, the drone didn't, did it? I, I, that little I, one. I would suggest, suggest that the Tic Tac didn't. That I'm just just talking. The, the pod probably had some sort of AI technology mm -hmm. as well, probably the Tic Tac as well. The bigger craft definitely had consciousness. Yeah. Um, because I was able to interact with that yeah. telepathically. And yeah. the big, the the big, the big Starcraft would, mm. would definitely have uh, consciousness as well. And we've had conversations, or I've had conversations with the Zeta that speak through you. Mm. That's me talking to them, <laughs> so you yeah. might not remember. But no. um, and they they have said that um, the the craft are some of the craft they use are, are biological and have consciousness, and that they're created from cellular material yeah. in order to hold to be able to hold a, a level of consciousness. Mm. Um, so that's really interesting. Um, okay. So what do you remember about being on board? Um, mm. So many different experiences. I know one's um, so interesting. And this is conscious recollection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, walking up towards the craft, um, there seemed to be some sort of a, a ramp going up. And as stepping into the craft, the craft no longer was a craft. Mm. It was a hallway. And I knew that that was a, um, an overlay, like a, a screen memory narrative, uh, because there were walls, but at the end you could see the actual craft on the inside. Maybe that's part of the craft's um, desire to want to soften the experience of a, of a human stepping on board a craft. Well, that's, that's interesting because that's what I saw on the other craft. Do you remember we were on that craft together and right. we were in a in the end and it was circular at the end. But yeah. remember I said when I turned around the other way, I saw a oh, a tube, a, a hallway. Oh, we'll be talking about yeah. that one. You just say, just answer my question. So <laughs> when I was halfway up this hallway, there was a being there and uh, I had a good discussion with the being and then continued on. And then the, the the matrix that I was in dissolved and I was standing inside the craft. Mm. Um, a good experience. It may have been that the being required the, the, the holographic environment for itself. I, I'm not really sure. But you and I have been on craft together. And uh, yeah. when we've tried to compare the experience, um, I've been looking forward. And were you looking forward and you were able to turn around? I was able to turn my head around to the, uh, to the, to the yeah. right. <laughs> um, and I saw there was definitely a hallway or, or oh. a cor I could more of a corridor. Yeah. Like a there was uh, on one, one craft, there was a fairly large viewing portal or platform yeah. on the left side you could walk up to. Probably you know six, seven, eight feet high. Yeah, well, circular we, window. We did that, didn't we? And um, yeah, we were looking at the planet. Mm, it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, every and the Earth isn't flat. <laughs> no, it's definitely not flat. Um, <laughs> we've had so many different experiences, um, and each the crafts all look different on the inside mm. as well, like you'd expect. Um, there was one I was on, and I was in a 
it was the room was very circular. I I got the impression it wasn't the entire craft. It was like a particular mm. space mm. within the craft, but the room was still circular. It had a dome roof and mist. It was absolutely full of this misty, much denser um, air environment. Um, and they, you know, they they've said that was the compression, the compressed environment to mm. be able to. Um, support a, a human the human physiology on board mm. the craft i think humans uh, in the past have found craft and found there's been this dome in the middle of the craft mm. inside with um like you could lay down in them well, i was it, laying down and it requires a few beings to to control the craft i've seen that um awaken conscious uh, I've also seen some of the mm-hmm. controls. I've also seen some of the beings controlling the craft mm-hmm. using different methods as well. Yeah. Uh, also, a, I'm not sure, a, a, a concave yeah. type viewing uh, area inside a craft. What about the glass rooms? That's with the glass rooms <laughs> yeah. that we've seen. Yeah. And you look inside and what you're seeing isn't actually real. That's the... the but, well, from my experience, mm. you're, it's like you're viewing a, a big um, drive-in theatre screen or oh, okay. a big movie screen, and the projection on the screen is them telepathically communicating with you and showing you things that they want you to see. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, it's a big it's, subject. It's amazing on mm. craft. It really is, yes. Um, and you've, and people always talk about boarding. How, how did you get on board? So you've you've walked... I've walked on board. Physically walked on board, fully awake. Uh, yeah, I was, I was awake. Mm. Um, yeah. But I think uh, in, in the past, uh, as a child, taken on board craft, I probably wasn't walking. No. I would have been, um, t- they would have used a process called matter through, through matter. matter. Yeah. Uh, where yeah. they dematerialise the person. I can remember when they come and I can mm. remember being on board but I don't ever recall the actual getting on board process. Yeah. The closest I've got to experience that would have involved matter through matter. So I guess I'm guessing that they would have to. That they're using a type A screen memory. Yeah. Well, that's where you've got your missing time. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. guessing you couldn't be, con- can you be conscious through a matter? When through you're being matter? dematerialized, no. No. So, and you, that would make sense. You me? need to be in an altered state. Yeah. I, I'll never, I'll never forget that. It was Although th- there was, there was a time when, and it, this is probably a bit different, but when we do uh, sittings and the Zetas come in, um, sittings when I go into trance and, and the Zetas come through and speak, yeah. the, the energy in the room changes and there's people sitting in the room they may feel like the chairs are on an angle or <laughs> yeah. they, they don't know what Just time it is. hanging upside down off the ceiling. Off the <laughs> and one day um, the Zetas asked for the lights to be turned off. and Which is unusual. Which they is unusual. And they that. said they're going to create a synthetic quantum environment. We'll call that an SQE. And they said to the people in the room, if you put your hand out, mm. you're going to experience something. And the people that were in the room put their hand out. And as they did, they said they felt this pressure, this sponge, spongy type pressure. And they were told by the Zetas to push hard. And as they pushed harder, they were able to push the hand through probably about 12 inches of what seemed to be this viscous or biological uh, fluid or material. Mm. 
and they were able to actually experience what it was like to feel a living craft. Mm. Yeah. So probably everybody's wondering now, well, how was it possible to have a living craft inside a well, room? No, it was a, it was a synthetic quantum environment which has the capacity for um, generally um, anything a, a <laughs> holographic <much>. technology, but <laughs> mm. um, also you, they're able to um, simulate mm. consciously yeah. what it's like to have a experience. Yeah. And so you're actually. Yeah. Having the experience. And as, well. as the experiencer, if they don't want you to know that you are within that environment, yeah. you will have no idea that you're in there um, and may never even realise you're in there. I'm thinking about that time where um, we were in one room and we thought the time was a certain time and That's we'd right. actually been placed into an SQE with no yeah. rec- no realisation. We didn't even know we'd been placed into no. the synthetic Until we came out and suddenly... Um, time was completely gone backwards. It was me. just bizarre. So we didn't lose time. We gained time. And what they... So they must have... We must have been gone in like in under a minute in Another reality. But, but it was an hour and then gone past. It, no, it was nearly two hours. Two hours. It was two hours. It's a long time. And we both we both went into a different room and we were like, hang on, what on earth? How is it this time? We thought we were running late for something and we weren't. It was like we it was just peculiar. Um, yeah. And they explained to us what had happened. So it was a good experience. It was an amazing experience. Um, we had no idea that well, you just don't think about these things and Unless you need to, we hadn't had any calls no. to need to. So, yeah, great experience. Um, so, yeah, I guess like to conclude our conversation. To conclude. Yeah. To conclude. Um, when we talk about craft, there because of so many different races and so many different beings, and just like uh, humans, we have different craft for different purposes: a bus to carry loads of people, a car to carry four people, a motorbike to carry one or two people. Mm aeroplanes boats you know the races out there to have multiple different types of craft for multiple yeah. different reasons and also different races have different technology absolutely and yeah. uh, they've all got their own technology and yeah. the way that they yeah. they move whether yeah. they use um, you know toroidal functions on their craft yeah. to move whether they use etheric rails yeah whether they dematerialize don't dematerialize yeah it's really up to the race. And then there's the whole compression information yeah, compression, as well, which we've done another video about. There's also there. some races that, the interdimensional races, that have to basically de-escalate their frequency and heterodyne down. De-ascend. To the, uh, the de-ascension <laughs> process. <laughs> From whatever D to yeah, 3. Down, <laughs> uh, for their craft to actually materialise. Yeah. Uh, pretty so, interesting stuff. Yeah. And then there are races that have perfect advanced technological capabilities but choose not to use it absolutely yeah they, they prefer to keep well away yes those a few, i know how they feel there are a few of those races <laughs> and they they isolate their technology from them yeah preferring to live with their from the community which is all right well um we'll we catch hope this you, was useful yeah and we'll catch you in another video okay. cheers thank you